Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sanzak and Aaron Carrero. Now, we've been around for over eight years but we can still be young and mysterious sometimes. That's right. We are the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my puzzled friend, Chris Sinzak. That's the right word for it. What's what's? Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm walking in here and I have no idea what we're doing today. You're a part of the experiment. Okay. You have no idea what's happening. Now, listeners by this point, they know what the episode's about. Yeah. But as you sit here now, you do Yeah, not. as of this recording, I don't know. It, it better not be Bracket Brawl Part 2. It's not Bracket okay, Brawl. Okay, thank God. I promise you that. If you want to hear the worst episode we ever did, go back and listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, too, was an experiment. That's our music from the Elder episode. We'll, we'll give me a minute. Are we going to top it today? <laughs> now I'm scared. Because this, too, is an experiment. You okay. know, it's something totally different than anything we've ever done before. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be more fun to surprise you with it and get natural reactions. Yeah. And I think we're going to have fun with it. But, you know, before I reveal what today's episode is, we've got some reviews and recommendations to share. First one comes to us from Apple Music. It's a sweet review. Five stars. It's entitled New Subscriber. Comes to us from Metalman72. And it goes a little something like this. I am a new subscriber, and I am totally digging this podcast. When I find others who share my love for this underrated genre, I get pumped. Rock on, guys. Cool. Thank you, Metal Man 72. Metal Man. I like it. Great review. Thanks for taking the time to leave it for us. And this week, we also got a Facebook recommendation. This one comes to us from Eric Tupper. And he recommends Decibel Geek Podcast. He says, these guys love the type of music that needs to live on. No need to say more. We do. Yeah, we definitely do. And we do it with your help because every single week we're doing something crazy, but it's always about rock and roll. And we're trying to do our best to keep it alive. And you guys help us out with that. You do it by spreading the word, sharing, retweeting, all that good stuff. You know what that gets you? 
Geeks of the Week this week are Anthony Esposito himself. That's awesome. We had so much fun with him last week. I I really love talking to him. Me too. We're going to get him back on. I'm already thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to call him the next day and be like, let's do six songs. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Mike Stewart, Derek Leba, Paul Korn, Tom Cullen, Ray Coon, Todd Cunningham, Sneed Rock, Scott Crouch, Simon Katz, Shane Aber, In Obscuria Podcast. Check that one out if you haven't. Dan Nation, Kiss Army Omaha, James West, David Glenn, Gino Ames, Matt Porter, Steve Wright, Christopher Stokes, Cobras and Fire Podcast, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Jay Shabluski, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Ken J. West, Anthony, Andy LaFon, Brian Knapp, Shay Hargett, Jeff Taylor, Ernesto Aguiar, Robin the Hood, Vet Halen, Eladio, J.J. Mack, Mikhail Burrell, and as always, The Mooger Fooger. That's right. Those are our people, our Geeks of the Week. They shared and retweeted last week's episode, which was our awesome conversation with Anthony Esposito. Yep. That was so much fun. And that guy really let it fly. Yeah, he did. He does not hold back. <laughs> there was a couple times that conversation I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's saying some shit. <laughs> not shy at all. All right. Are you ready mm-hmm. for all to be revealed? Yeah. Let's figure, let me figure out what the hell this is. Okay. So this is something we're kind of going to do on the fly because this was an idea I had when it was your birthday. And I sent you a text and said, happy birthday, my friend. These are the top five albums on the day that you were born. Yeah. So, mixed results. And it was, yeah, it was weird stuff. <laughs> Some good stuff. Know? And so I thought, I'm looking at this thing. It's Billboard, right? It's yeah. Billboard.com. And you can just type in a date, mm-hmm. and it'll tell you what the top albums in the country was right. on that date. So I was thinking about that, you know, and I was, I was doing that. You know, when people's birthday would come up, I'd send it to them. These were the top five on the day you oh, were that's born. Cool. And I was thinking, that's pretty cool, but it doesn't really kind of define you, you okay. know? You, do, you don't really relate to it because it's the day you were born. You didn't know nothing about music then. True. But by the time you're 16 years old, mm-hmm. you're kind of starting to form your own way. You mm-hmm. know, you're starting to like things because you like them, not because, you know, you've seen it somewhere or whatever. You're starting to develop your tastes in life, you know? So by 16, that's, I think kind of pretty much almost universally especially for young men in america the year when you rock the hardest yeah that's that's interesting way of putting it looking so i thought how cool would it be to take some of our favorite american rock stars and see what were the top albums on their 16th birthday on their 16th their 16th birthday and see if maybe you look at that and go yeah i could see this guy listening to that on his 16th birthday. Okay. So I figured we'll start like this. Let's... I picked a bunch of old guys. That's okay. <laughs> so that's, it's going to be really old okay. stuff. So it'll be an interesting conversation because I've got a mix of ones in here too. Okay. So I got a bunch. We'll see how many we get to. So let me open up. You, you guys got to check this out. If, if I don't list one of your favorites today, yeah. then look it up yourself. Yeah. You know, figure out who your favorite rock star is and how, what they were listening to on their 16th We're looking birthday. up the top five? We can, we can look up the top whatever. Okay. So we can look at what the top five were. We can look at what rock albums there were. Basically for the year they were It's born. a free-for-all, baby. Okay. I just made this shit up. There's right. no rules. All right, I'll follow your lead There's on this. There's no rules. All right, so I figured we had so much fun with Anthony Esposito last week. Let's start with him. Okay. So Anthony's 16th birthday is on December 31st. 1982. New Year's Eve, baby. Uh-huh. Hmm. 1982. Think of what would be Flock of Seagulls, maybe. The Police. I'm just guessing. 
Okay, so the top five bands, according to Billboard, on Anthony Esposito's 16th birthday were number five, Super Tramp, number four, Joe Jackson, mm. number three, Lionel Richie, number two, The Stray Cats, mm-hmm. and number one, Men at Work. Yeah. So he told us he was kind of into the new wavy stuff a little bit. Yeah. So I could see Men at Work. And he dresses on stage like he could possibly be a member of the Stray Cats, like the heavy metal Stray Cats. Yeah, a little bit, kind of a pompadour look. I can see that, but interesting to see what what we got. Do you, are you? Do you have song titles or just artist names? Uh, album names. Album, was Joe yeah. Jackson stepping out? Uh, nope. Joe Jackson was Night and Day. Night and Day. I love the stepping out record. That's one of like one of the non rock and metal things I like. Yeah, I only listen that to that when it's Anthrax cover. Yeah, I like we've got that. the time. Yeah, let's see. Coda was out. Michael Jackson's Thriller is oh, at yeah. eleven on here. That, so really, that wasn't yeah. number one. Well, it must have been. Let me see. You can tell it's either working up or. Although I don't think it really broke big till eighty three. I think it came out in eighty two. Yeah. So this. Oh yeah, that was the first week it debuted yeah. at eleven, but it didn't stay at eleven for very long. Yeah, because Thriller came out in eighty three. All right. Yeah, I could see that. So you kind of see what I'm doing yeah. here a little bit? Well, you know, we'll take a look at a few different ones, okay. and I'm going to type them into my phone as we go. So I figured, you know, why not get them out of the way right away? Yeah. Because you know we're going to do it, the four original members of KISS. <laughs> the Beatles. <laughs> so Ace Frehley celebrates his 16th birthday on April 27th, 1967. One through five, number one, it's the Monkees. Yeah. Yeah, Ace Freely listening to some monkeys. You got to figure at least on his 16th birthday, these are the songs that are getting played everywhere. Right. The Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. Dr. Zagavo. Dr. Zhivago. Yeah, it's a it soundtrack. A, it's a movie, yeah. Okay. I never heard of that. Oh, you never saw this Dr. Zhivago? Uh uh-uh. uh. Huh. It's considered a classic. Hmm. Let me check that out. Uh, the Best of the Loving Spoonful. Mm. And My Cup Runneth Over by Ed Ames. Never heard of that Never one. Never heard of that either. Was it Love but, and Spoonful that did Summer in the City? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the lyric is Hot Town, Summer in the City. When I was a kid, I thought he was saying, Hot Damn, Summer in the City. <laughs> <laughs> but other stuff on here, I mean, the monkeys are on the, they're at one and six. Wow. They were the big. Rolling Stones are out with Between the Buttons. That's number seven. Yeah. I kind of just like scrolling down and looking at what's big in rock. Herman's Hermits, mm-hmm. The Rascals, The Seekers. Frank Sinatra's still hitting the top 20. Oh, yeah. So there's some rock stuff going on in there. I'd say mainly the Monkees and the Rolling Stones yeah. are the two biggest rock bands on Ace Frehley's 16th and birthday. The Rascals had Felix Cavallari, who would go on to form a band called Treasure that featured a guitarist who turned out to be a massive, Don't say his uh, name. massive scumbag. Don't and say his name. I'm not. I'm not going to say <laughs> Beetlejuice. Oh, boy. So I guess let's look at the Star Child. That's got to be close to around the same time, maybe a little later. 16, what, 68, I'm going to guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a year younger than Ace. So the Star Child celebrates his 16th birthday on January 20th, 1968. That's a year later than Ace Frehley. And let's see what's big in the world on Paul Stanley's 16th birthday. Number one, you want to guess? For number one for yeah, 1968. The band. What's the biggest band 
for Paul Stanley when he's 16. Zeppelin. The Beatles. Oh. Magical Mystery Tours, number one. Yeah, Zeppelin wasn't until the next year. Man, he had a good birthday. He's got The Beatles, number one. Number two, The Rolling Stones with their Satanic Majesties. Uh, number three, The Monkees, Pisces, Aquarius, uh-huh. Capricorn. Monkeys were hot, yeah, man. They were a big band. You don't realize it sometimes till you look at stuff like this. Uh, the Beatles are also in the top ten with Sgt. Pepper at that time. Yeah, that's all a year later. Let's see. What's rocking? Not Barbara Streisand, not Dionne <laughs> Warwick. That soundtrack's still in there a year later. What? The Dr. Zhivago? Yeah. Wow. That's wild. And the Sound of Music. Oh, and Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced, rounds out the top 20. Did you hear the story about what Hendrix did when he heard uh, Sgt. Pepper? Uh-uh. Let me th- I think I got this right. Hendrix got to hear like an advanced copy of uh, Sgt. Pepper before it came out. Yeah. And maybe supplied by one of the Beatles. I can't remember. But I think I remember an interview where Paul McCartney said that he got wind that, that Hendrix had heard the album and then like went to go see Hendrix play at a club in London. And when he walked in... Hendrix was playing Sgt. Pepper live. Oh, wow. Like he had already taught himself how to play he it and everything. told me this once before, yeah. Yeah, and it just blew McCartney away. After only hearing it once. Uh, pretty much. That's amazing. Yeah. So we'll go back a few years. <laughs> go back a, a lot. For the demon. And that would put us on Gene Simmons' 16th birthday on August 25th, 1965. Gene's 16th birthday was on a Wednesday. Top that, Kiss Trivia Nerds. No, I wouldn't have known that one. I'm going to save that one for next time I hear a couple of you guys nerding out. I'm going to hit somebody with that. What day of the week was Gene Simmons' 16th birthday? And watch everybody have convulsions with a K. And then we'll commit you to an insane asylum. All right, the top five albums for Gene Simmons' 16th birthday. Number one, The Rolling Stones. Number two, The Beatles. Number three, The Beach Boys. Number four, Herman's Hermits. And number five, The Sound of Music soundtrack. So Gene Simmons' birthday is in 65. Paul Stanley's birthday is in 68. Mm -hmm. The Sound of Music soundtrack is still at the top of the charts all them years later. That's crazy. The Hills really were alive. Boy, I guess. Which Beatles album? The Beatles is Beatles 4, it's called. Oh, okay. No, Beatles 6. I guess they didn't really have names for some of those records, did they? I think some of them were like weird ones where they just collected singles and put them together on yeah. one to be able to sell as an album. It's hard to keep up with what the Beatles' actual discography is because there's so many singles involved. It was different back yeah. then. But yeah, Gene Simmons, pretty good. The Stones, the Beatles, the Beach Boys. Which Stones record was it? The Stones was Out of Our Heads. Okay. And what else? Bob Dylan's on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a bunch of others. Stones are on here twice. Beach Boys are on there twice. Got the Birds. That's some rocking stuff. Paul Stanley was a big Birds fan. Yeah? Yeah. All right, now we're going to go way, way back. The Benny Goodman Orchestra. Uh, you bet. So, Peter Chris. When was he 16? He was 16 on December 20th, 1961. 61. So, thinking like the Platters and... Everly Brothers, stuff like that. All right, so the Catman on his 16th birthday, way back in 1961, the tops were number one, Andy Williams. Not sure about that. 
Uh, number two, Stevie Wonder. I've heard of Stevie Wonder. Number three, the West Side Story soundtrack. Peter Chris wasn't listening to it. He was living it. Yeah. He when you're a jet, it. you're a jet for life. Mm-hmm. Peter, Paul, and Mary. And Trini Lopez. Trini Lopez. Rounds out the top five. That does make sense when you consider what his influences were. Yeah. You did. You said you didn't know who Andy Williams is? No. Well, I do, and it's not for a good reason. I don't think I told you this story. I don't know. I guess not, because I don't know who Andy Williams is. And, well, Andy Williams, well, see, uh, it's easier if I explain later after like what the story is. So, essentially, a friend of mine that was another guitar student through the guitar teacher I had, I took lessons even longer than I really need, needed. Not that I was great, but like I took lessons more just to have the relationship I have with my guitar teacher. And I was friends with some of the other students. And... I was getting ready to get out of high school. I was playing in a band by that point and everything, but I was dating my high school sweetheart and going to go to MTSU uh-huh. and was going to probably settle down, get married, whatever. I was really grounded to Middle Tennessee, not knowing that a, a tape that I had made of my playing was in possession through my guitar teacher to this other student. Okay. Like we all had kind of copies of our playing and he had an in. <clears throat> with an entertainment company in Branson, Missouri. So he, without me knowing it, shipped off my tape to Branson, Missouri. Really? And I wound up getting an offer to play guitar. And it's they have like these dinner theater shows. Yeah, yeah, I know about Branson, yeah. And Andy Williams was a singer from back in the day who owned one of these dinner theaters and did his show. And I got offered a job to go and be the guitar player. They put you up that you get to live there. Wow. But at the time, a, I'm a rock and roll metal right, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the time I didn't really, I was like, I'd, all I knew is he was an old singer. And also Branson is kind of cool now, but back then it was like, oh God, it's just, it's just where you know retirees go to see dinner theater shows. Yeah. Like it sounded as uncool as possible. And I was dating and engaged to this girl, and I was getting ready to go to college, and I was in my own band. We were playing clubs, so it's just like I was that. like, fuck no, I'm not going to go do this. And uh, so I turned it down, and then uh, that- Andy Williams slashed your tires. No, no. <laughs> My mother wanted to, though. So I like this was around, God, this must have been around like September or October. And then <laughs> I go home for Christmas and I, and my mom's playing vinyl records and stuff. And I see the cover of one of the albums and it's Andy Williams. Yeah. And then I'm like, I was like, oh, that's the, I was like, he has a uh, theater in Branson, right? And she goes, yeah. She goes, I've played this, you know, she played these records every year at Christmas. Okay. Like my parents loved Andy Williams. So when I told her this, I literally got smacked upside the head ah. because I turned it down. She was so angry. She still she was a fan. If it ever comes up now, she gets mad at me. Yeah. For so yeah. Cause she could have went around and told her friends who all knew who Andy Williams yeah, was. My son plays for Andy Williams. Yeah. And it would have been a great fucking job. Probably would have been. Yeah. I also turned down a um, a gig on a uh, cruise line once. Yeah. But all because I wanted to stay and play in my rock band. We were going to play Madison Square Garden. I don't need to be on a cruise. I understand how it goes. Fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Peter Chris. There's a lot of Frank Sinatra and yeah. stuff on here. Barbara Streisand, things like that. Streisand's around in 61? Oh, yeah. Wow. I had no idea she goes back that far. I wanted to include Ozzy Osbourne, but I don't think the UK does this. I mean, this mm, Billboard website is pretty damn cool. So, right. no Ozzy, 
No Phil Lynott. That's a bummer. No Bon Scott. That's okay. So, But I got a bunch of Americans. That's why we can call this 16 in America. Okay. I think that's got a good ring to it. All right. So if we can't do Ozzy, here's somebody everybody loves. Eddie Van Halen. Okay. All right. Even though I think, well, yeah, he was probably in California by that time because he came over from the Netherlands, but I think. That was when he was pretty young. Yeah, I got to think by 17, he was... Yeah, he was in a band by that point, yeah. I'm sure. All right, so Eddie Van Halen celebrates his 16th birthday on January 26th, 1971. Mm. I hope all these dates are right. Nah, I, I just thought, got them off this, it's reliable, all for discussion. this reliable thing off called the internet. Well, so, everything on there is correct all the time. The, if the dates are wrong, then none of this lines up and none of it matters anyway. But I'm pretty sure they're right. It's all for all of you listening to kill an hour or two. It's <laughs> all, all boils down to. That's why I shared my Andy Williams story. At least you got that out of it. Well, there is a famous guitar player in the number one spot on Eddie Van Halen's 16th birthday. That's George Harrison. Ah. Here's another one following him Tell me the album titles. Um, George Harrison was number one with All Things Things Must Must Pass. Pass. Great album. Uh, Santana's number two with Abraxas. That's a great album, too. Wow, two legendary records. Guitar players. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. One and two right there. Eddie Van Halen was loving it on his 16th (laughs) birthday. Sure he was. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar is number three. Hmm. Sly and the Family Stone, Greatest Hits, number four. You know, Roth was listening to that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, at number five, CCR with Pendulum. That's a lot of great stuff. Uh Uh-huh. John Lennon is in the top ten. Elton John self-titled. Yeah. Um, Partridge Family album. Oh, yeah. Number ten's Grand Funk. Oh, yeah, which one? Live album. The live They were huge back then. Yeah. Jefferson Airplane, The Carpenters, Led Zeppelin Three is at number 14. Interesting time. Yeah. A lot of weird stuff in here, too, though. There was, like, a lot of folky stuff going on at Most that time. Definitely. I yeah. have not heard a half of these. So. <laughs> well, the Ramones documentary that I that I love, End of the Century, like, they're talking about the early 70s before the Ramones got together, and they're talking about, then Legs McNeil's on, they're talking about the state of, of popular music at the right. time, and he's just like, everything's dull, everything's macrame, everything's fucking brown. He's like, that's really what it was like. Like, there was just yeah. no life to a lot of popular music at that time. Sure, I mean, when you got Carpenters <laughs> so high on the list here, yeah. and like, some of the weird stuff John Lennon was even doing back then, and yeah, a lot of dull stuff. Thank God for Grand Funk, yeah, and the Carpenters. Kind of weird how Grand yeah. Funk just sort of disappeared after those early seventies. It seems, man. You know, I never used to listen to him a lot because all I knew him for was we're an American band. Mm-hmm. I heard it over and over and over again for many years, and never really gave him a chance. And then actually did because of doing this show. I'm sure doing like a year in review. Yeah where I'm going to pick a clip from a Grand Funk album because it was probably a weak year that didn't have a lot or whatever and uh, playing it one time and then go listen to that album from that year and be like, holy shit, this is all really good. I had no idea. They kind and of now forgotten. I, can, I consider myself a big Grand Funk fan. Hmm. Top of the list. All right. So who else we got? I don't remember who else I suggested. Well, we could go back for this one. Definitely back a few years from Eddie Van Halen. We'll check out Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. So Alice Cooper's 16th birthday would have taken place on February 4th of 1964. 
And ironically, the number one album in America is The Singing Nun. The Singing Nun? The Singing Nun. What is that? I don't know. Okay. That's funny. Uh, Number two, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Number three, Meet the Beatles. Great one. Another good one right here, The Beach Boys, Little Deuce Coop. Mm. My dad had that album. I remember listening to that when I was a little kid. And John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Must have been a speaking thing from the president. Oh, no, he was like a punk rocker. Just kidding. (laughs) Songs warning you of Mm. secret agencies and societies. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. West Side, uh, the West Side Story soundtracks here. I mean, he ain't really too much older than Peter Chris. Just a couple of years. I guess that stayed on the charts forever, too. Well, he's younger than Peter Chris because Alice was 64 and then Peter was 61. Peter's three years older. Wow. Peter Chris is an old man. This is the thing I think we're going to get the most perspective out of this is probably comparison of ages to different rock stars because I was surprised by a couple of them. Mm -hmm. So Alice Cooper's got a lot of cool stuff, I guess. Elvis Presley, Fun in Acapulco. Number seven. There's a little bit of Elvis influence on him. I don't, I'm scrolling down just to see if there's anything in here that I would think, yeah, Alice was digging on that. But I just don't know. Alice is truly one of, of the Beach most Boys. original artists ever. Yeah. Nobody was like him. And I think in a lot of instances, like you said about the Ramones, and I'm going to look up Joey Ramone for you here in a minute. Yeah. But uh, I think something like that, you'd almost look at it and go, okay, what does this guy find revolting when he's on his 16th birthday? Yeah, because a lot of these people were counterculture, so they're not going to be big fans of what's popular. But we can jump ahead a few years right now. Here's another one that you requested, Paul Gilbert. Yeah. So this will bring us up. My favorite guitar players. That should be what's probably mid to late 70s, I'm guessing. 1982. Oh, 82. He's a young guy. Younger than I thought he was. So guitar virtuoso Paul Gilbert celebrates his 16th birthday on November 6th of 1982. And the top albums in America at that time, number one, John the Cougar, (laughs) American Fool. That's a good album. Number two, Fleetwood Mac with Mirage. Mm -hmm. Number three, Bruce Springsteen with Nebraska. Number four, Men at Work. That's their second appearance in our conversation. They were big here today. at that time. And number five, Billy Squire, "Emotions in Motion." Yeah, that had. I think that's one that had the stroke on it. Yeah, there's your flock of seagulls at number ten. Yeah, I knew that was eighty two was their year. Uh, Clash, Combat Rock. Ugh, hate the Clash. Stray Cats are still here. Ah, number seventeen, Screaming for Vengeance. There you go. That's what I like. That's what I want to look for. What are the top metal albums? That's when you got another thing coming with a hit. Rock in a Hard Place by Aerosmith is at 32. That's a good album. Eye of the Tiger. Oh, it's dropping <laughs> back down. It was way up there at one point. But mm-hmm. by uh, November of 1982, it's got the big red arrow, and it's at number 36. Uh, same with Loverboy. They got Get Lucky came out, but it's on its way down. Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band is on here. Rough Diamonds by Bad Company. I don't even remember that record. Rough Diamonds? I don't either. Not a good time for that band. They're on the charts. Couldn't have been that bad. All right, that's interesting. That's ahead a little bit. Okay, let's do Joey Ramone. Okay. This ought to be interesting. When would he be 17? What makes Joey Ramone's skin crawl on his birthday? 
Well, I know he loved the Stooges, but I highly doubt they're going to be on the top of the they're charts. They're not going to be. <laughs> no, they're nowhere near it. That was that was that was probably his most influential band. But I don't, yeah, God, what would be big when he was sixteen, sixty nine, seventy? I'm guessing. Uh, nineteen sixty seven. Sixty seven. Yeah, okay. he's real close in age with Ace Frehley. We should look up some more modern rock guys to to, to mix up. this up. Yeah, I got some coming up. All right, so Joey Ramone celebrates his 16th birthday on May 19th of 1967. Man, they're back, and it's back. Holy man, look at this. Number one, more of the monkeys. The monkeys again? Yep. Number two, the mamas and the papas. Number three, that movie. Dr. Zhivago? It's it's there. Yeah, it's there. What's so great about that soundtrack? (laughs) I don't know. We're going to have to look into this now because there's got to be something going on with that. I I don't get it. I've never really heard of it before, but here it is all over this stuff. I mean, that album apparently had a large impact on a lot of our favorite rock stars. (laughs) (laughs) I got to look this up while you go over these. I got to know. Best of the Loving Spoonfuls, number four. Number five, Aretha Franklin. Uh, Sound of Music's on here. The Monkees are back on here. The Temptations Live is right up there. Yeah, pretty neat. I love The Temptations. To kind of look and see what people are listening to when they're kids. I mean, maybe not necessarily listening to and loving, but, you know, it's these songs, these albums, these bands are all around them at this point. So Joey Ramone's getting a lot of The Monkees and The Mamas and The Papas and The Loving Spoonful and things like that. Sounds exactly like what they were rebelling against. Yeah, pretty much. Because the Ramones are the opposite of all those things. I don't know nothing about Dr. Vizago. Zhivago. All right. So this one, I thought, well, it's going to be a little different because it's Lita Ford. Mm -hmm. But girls mature faster than boys. And Lita Ford was probably already in the Runaways by the time she was 16. Most likely. So let's look up Lita Ford's 14th birthday. Are you looking up that movie? Yeah, but I'm not seeing anything that really sticks out. I mean, it was a, other than it was successful. I mean, there's not like it's somebody named Maurice Jari did all the music. It's not like the Beatles are on the soundtrack or anything. I don't know. It's really weird. All right. So, like I said, since girls mature a lot faster than boys do, Lita Ford celebrates her 14th birthday on November 19th, 1974. Mm. And the biggest albums of her birthday, number one, Cat Stevens, Catch Mm. a Bull at Four. Number two, Curtis Mayfield, Superfly. Yeah, Superfly. Number three, The Temptations, All Directions. I didn't think they were still charting back then. Uh, They're number three. They really lasted a while, didn't they? I mean, they're number three. It's hard to top that, unless you're one or two. Uh, Yes, Close to the Edge Mm. is number four. Michael Jackson's Ben. (laughs) The song about about the the rat. rat, (laughs) Yeah. It's number five. Wow. We're the top five. Uh, rock bands, number eight, Grand Funk Railroad with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santana's at number nine, Caravansi or whatever. I don't know. It's not a good episode for my pronunciations. The <laughs> band, Rock of Ages, Rod Stewart. What do we got that's rocking it? Lita Ford's here when she's 14. Chuck Berry. I could hear that. Hmm. Black Sabbath, volume four. Yeah. You know she was listening to that. 
Well, she was a big Yes fan, right? I'm just joking. Never know. No. A lot of progressive Apparently, stuff. Apparently, a lot of music. people were. Yeah. T-Rex is at 28 with the slider. I bet she liked that one. Yeah, that makes sense. Humble Pie, Lost and Found. Hmm. Just more evidence you can find good in every single year, pretty much. Yeah. And even on somebody's specific birthday. All right. Let's get heavy. Here's one that you requested off your list. All right. The front man of Metallica, James James Hetfield. God, he was 16, I'm guessing, 77, 8, 7 or 8. 79. 79. Would have been his 16th birthday. A lot of disco, I'm sure. August 3rd. This is going to be worse to edit than a Skype episode. I know. I'm just thinking the same thing. This is going to be hell for you, isn't it? Yes. I'll just knock it out. Uh, Number one, Bad Girls by Donna Summer. You were right. Lots of disco. A lot of disco. Number two, Breakfast in America by Supertramp. That was a big one. good one. I like that. Uh, The Knack. Get the knack. knack. I almost yeah. bought that on vinyl the other day. Cheap Trick at Budokan, number four. Yeah, big one. And the Cars Candio rounds it out at number five. That's a good record, too. Yeah. Number nine, Kiss, Dynasty. Yeah, I was thinking Dynasty's got to be in there somewhere. James Hetfield's got to be at that point going, what the hell happened to Kiss? He's listening to Judas Priest by that point, they I'm sure. They were pretty good at one time. He probably had the same thing. Some his cool uncle or somebody took him to see Kiss, and he walked away as a Priest fan. Yep. God, imagine going to see Kiss back then, and then seeing Priest open up, not realizing who they are. Yeah, and getting blown away. That and must then have been Kiss amazing. comes out looking like big cartoon characters. Yeah, it's like what the fuck happened to Kiss? This is the Muppets. <laughs> Queen Live Killer yeah. is number sixteen. And James likes Queen. Uh, Desolation Angels by Bad Company, 17. That's a good one. The Gambler by Kenny Rogers? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 79, wow. Yeah, that's about right. That's what it got to be when it came out. I know it was late 70s. Yeah, true, true. Have you ever really listened to the the lyrics to Coward of the County? Oh, it's awesome. That's a fucking crazy song, man. I hate to say it, but... There's a rape scene in that song. I really like Kenny Rogers. I know. I like some of his stuff, too. He's far out as far as country guys go. Uh, 28, Van Halen 2. Awesome. So, yeah, some good stuff going on. Real good stuff going on for James Hetfield's birthday. He was all about that Donna Summer. Oh, yeah. How do I replicate that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's one I thought would be interesting. Blackie Lawless. (laughs) What's going on in Blackie Lawless's world when he's turning 16 on November 4th huh. of 1972? His birthday's one day before mine. 1972. Oof. That was kind of a bleak time. Blackie Lawless. I bet she partied hard because his birthday was on a Saturday. And the top albums in America for Blackie Lawless on his 16th birthday. Number one, Superfly. By Curtis Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Number two, Catch a Bull at Four by Cat Stevens. That was somebody else recently, too. It's around the same time. Uh, the Moody Blues, Days of Future Past is number three. Hmm. Number four is Rod Stewart. Number five, The Temptations. That None of that says Blackie Lawless no. to me at all. 
I don't know what he would have been into at that time. None of this stuff. There's T-Rex still with the slider. I guess he's about the same age as Lita Ford was. Yeah. Well, two years older. Demons and Wizards by Uriah Heaps, number 23. He might have been into some of that. I don't know. Listening to his music, it's kind of hard to tell what he would have been influenced Black by. Black Sabbath, Volume 4. Yeah, Sabbath, Alice Cooper, probably. You know. Alice Cooper schools out. Yeah. Yeah. Jethro Tull. Maybe some of that stuff. Yep, Thick as a Brick. That was number 49. Yeah. Alice Cooper's 44. So, yeah, definitely I could see some of that have an influence on Blackie Lawless. But maybe not the top five songs. Certainly not the top five. Hey, who's older, John Karabi or Vince Neil? Uh, it's got to be close. I would say Vince Neil probably. You're actually wrong. Oh, Karabi's older? Yep. Robbie's older by two years. Really? Yeah. I, I had no that. idea. I always just, I guess you, you just assume he's think, younger. Yeah, you think because he's the replacement. Oh, Molly Crew went on and got them a nice new young lead singer. Yeah. Not the case. John Robbie celebrates his 16th birthday on April 26th of 1975. We're doing Karabi now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we, he wears his influences on his sleeve. So, Purple, Aerosmith, Zeppelin. Let's see if he picked up any of those around his 16th birthday. Oh, yeah, number one, Physical Graffiti. Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I could see that. They're number four. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, that's very cool. Maybe. Olivia Newton-John Karabi. Uh, <laughs> Chicago. Chicago uh, 8 is number 2. I don't hear much Chicago in his influence. And John Denver, number 5. <laughs> Only in fashion. John Denver. In fashion. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Crash Landing. That must have been one of those after he died compilations. Yeah, I don't even know, I don't even know that record. Uh, they, that's hard to keep up with, too, because there's really only, I think, seriously, three actual yeah. Jimi Hendrix albums. And then a whole and then lot a of rehash. Whole shit ton of rehash albums. Yeah. You, you could buy them all and you have them all at the same time. Um, Rock and Roll by John Lennon, number mm-hmm. nine. Gordon Lightfoot, number 10. What else we got? 12, Welcome to My Night- Nightmare, Alice Cooper. Yeah, he That makes Cooper. sense. David Bowie, Young Americans. Yeah. I hear that. Tommy soundtrack is 14. Mm -hmm. Great time. Mm -hmm. 75, great year. Sheer heart attack, 17. Man, awesome. 20, nothing fancy. Leonard Skinner and all these rock bands right up at the top of the charts. Bad Company, Straight Shooter. John Karabi had an awesome 16th birthday. 75 is a hell of a year. On Your Feet or On Your Knees, Blue Oyster Cult, number 22. These are all at the top of the charts. Jeff Beck, Blow by Blow, number 29. Great record. Tons of great guitar playing in that one. Pretty cool. Yeah, I can see a lot of that having influence on John Karabi. Wow. we got to redo the uh, 1975 Year in Review episode. Yeah, we do. That was the one We've we just did one part. Because yep. that was back when we didn't really understand how all-encompassing something like that is and how you really can't whittle it down to just one episode. So we talked about John Karabi. Let's talk about Vince Neil. Vince Neil celebrated his 16th birthday two years later on February 8th, 1977. Mm. And the top albums in America on Vince Neil's birthday, number one, Barbara Streisand <laughs> and Chris Christopherson. Double threat. Oh, the star is born? Pain. Yep. Yeah. Soundtrack. Number two, Eagles, Hotel California. 
Huge. I could definitely see Vince Neil listening to a lot of that. Because you remember, like, even they've always said, you know, where where these other guys kind of came from a darker perspective, mm-hmm. Vince Neil was always the sunshine guy. Yeah. You know, so I could see him definitely getting down with some Eagles. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life's number three. Great record. Wings Over America is number four. Wow, some big records. Number five, Queen, A Day at the Races. That's huge. What else rocks here? Um, number eight, Boston. Definitely see Vince Neil rocking that don't look Boston. Bad? No, self-titled. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, number nine, Frampton Comes Alive. Yep. Stevie Miller, Fly Like an Eagle. Yeah, I could definitely see Vince being influenced by a lot of that stuff. Rod Stewart, A Night on the Town. I see that. ZZ Top, Tejas. Tejas? Tejas. Tejas. It's a good record. Bob Seger, Night Moves. Kiss, Rock and Roll Over, number 24. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. On Vince Neil's 16th birthday, Kiss was number 24 on the charts with Rock and Roll Over. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's do some Guns N' Roses. How about Duff McKagan? Okay. Duff McKagan celebrated his 16th birthday on February 5th, 1980. Well, I know Duff McKagan was all about the Clash and the Pistols, and although I don't know if well, the Clash may have charted back then, but well, let's see what was a lot of hot punk and happening on Duff's birthday. Uh, number one, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yeah. Number two, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Damn the Torpedoes. Number three, The Eagles, The Long Run. Number four, Off the Wall, Michael Jackson. Mm. Number five, Kenny by Kenny Rogers. I can see Duff McKagan being influenced by all that. Really? Yeah. Including Kenny Rogers? Including Kenny Rogers a little bit. He did just do a tour with Shooter Jennings, so it's not right? that far yeah. off. Uh, number eight, Fleetwood Mac, Tusk. Mm. got... Dan Fogelberg, Donna Summer in there, the Bee Gees, Sticks, <laughs> Cornerstone. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, it's always tough with the top. Yeah. Number 17, Led Zeppelin, In Through the Outdoor. Yep. Uh, let's see, what else would be on here that, I mean, we talk about how much Duff McKagan loves Prince and things like that. I mean, you got Smokey Robinson albums and, oh boy, Captain and Tennille. Ooh. ZZ Top, 25 with DeGueo. Mm. 26, Aerosmith, Night in the Ruts. My favorite Aerosmith record. Yeah, I can see Duff McKagan sure definitely like rocking some Aerosmith on his 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. Rush, Permanent Waves is number 29. That's a good one. Foreigner, Head Games is 32. Mm. There he is, number 34, Prince, self-titled. That's right when he started to break. Yep. So that makes sense. Yeah. Kenny's on there twice. And Blondie, <laughs> E to the Beat at number 45. So, wow. Pink Floyd is number one with The Wall. Mm-hmm. They're also number 47 with Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, that that album stayed on the chart forever. Yeah, I'd say uh, Pink Floyd was having a good 1980. Basically, if you did drugs during that 10-year stretch, then that album, you've heard that album, Dark Side of the Moon. I think if you've done drugs at any point in your life, somebody said, are you high? You should watch this. Yeah. Let's move up a little bit. Let's get back into the 80s. Let's look at Billy Corgan. Okay. Billy Corgan, known as the front man for the Smashing Pumpkins. He basically is the Smashing Pumpkins. And he was celebrating his 16th birthday on March 17th 
1983. And the top five albums from Billy Corgan's 16th birthday. Number one, Michael Jackson, Thriller. Yeah. Number two, Frontiers by Journey. Mm-hmm. Number three, Daryl Hall, John Oates, H2O. Number four, they're back, Men at Work, Business as Usual. Number five, Bob Seger, The Distance. So when Billy Corrigan is 13, 16 years old and he's thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm going to start a rock band. He wasn't listening to a lot of that, I'm sure. I don't think so. Duran Duran, Lionel Richie, Def Leppard Pyromania, maybe. Mm. Kilroy was here? Maybe. <laughs> maybe some Kilroy was here. See, that would make a little sense. Billy Corrigan listening to the Weird Sticks albums. Uh, what else on here? Culture Club? I could see him trying to mix some Culture Club with some rock. I don't know Maybe. what his influences are, really. Yeah, it definitely probably wasn't Sammy Hagar's Three Lock Box. Probably which was number not. 18. I'm thinking he's probably into bands like The Replacements and stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't see none of that on this no. list. No, I don't think they were charted. Not in the top 200. Prince 1999 is 35. Yep. Billy Corgan's not listening to none of that stuff, I don't think. Mm mm. Here's a guy that's a little bit older than I actually thought he was. Who's that? Maynard James Keenan from Tool. Already? Any idea? When do you think Maynard When he was, was 16? 16? Um, 85. He'd be off by quite a bit. Five oh. years. 81? 80? 80. 80. I didn't think he was that old. I didn't either. Wow. So he was like in his 30s when they made it? Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Got a late start, I guess. Yep, he was actually celebrating his birthday on April 19th of 1980. Still at number one, Pink Floyd The Wall. Hmm. Yeah, all the way from Billy Corgan three years later. This is where it starts off for Pink Floyd. Um, let's see. Bob Seger, Against the Wind, is number two. Billy Joel, Glass House is number three. Mad Love by Linda Ronstadt, number four. Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. Hmm. Any Tool influences in any of that? Definitely some Pink Floyd, I'd say. Yeah, Pink Floyd I'd for sure. I'd say Pink Floyd definitely as far as, you know, I wonder if he went and seen Pink Floyd on the wall tour. It's possible. I mean, because that would make sense of how that would have an influence on him artistically. Yeah. You know, not Maybe not so much musically, but definitely stylistically and, you know, presentation-wise. Yeah. I could definitely see Pink Floyd, especially the wall having a big effect on Maynard James Keenan in, in his 16th year, you know? Probably also King Crimson, Blue Oyster Cult, bands like that. I think uh, Influence Tool. I'm not sure about him personally, but right. but those were the types. And yes, to a point. Rush? Rush, for sure. Influence Tool. Yeah, Rush is on the charts with Permanent Waves. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Interesting stuff. Want to play the Who's Older game again? Sure. Who's older, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Oh, it's got to be Sammy Hagar. Yeah, Sammy Hagar yeah. is way older than David Lee Roth. And I never really thought about that either. That's the one that really tripped me out and made me go back and pick out Vince and John Karabi. Right. I realized it was the same situation. But really, with Van Halen, they had a young guy who's the lead singer. They let him go. And then they get a guy who's 13 years older yeah. than Dave and brings him in. So I, that tripped me out. I, I always figured Sammy was a little bit older. Maybe kind of around the same age, but I guess if you think about it, Sammy Hagar was around he's even his, longer than Van Halen was. He's in his 70s, right? He's got to yeah. be. So let's let's start out with Diamond Dave. 
Let's see what's going on in his world on his 16th birthday. So Dave celebrates his 16th birthday on 1010 of 1970. Also a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Dave Lee Roth's birthdays are always <laughs> on a Saturday. Uh, number one, Cosmos Factory by CCR. Number two, Mad Dogs and Englishmen by Joe Cocker. Number three, A Question of Balance by the Moody Blues. Number four, The Woodstock Soundtrack. Number five, The Jackson Five's third album. Mm-mm. As I scroll down a little further, I see Tommy by The Who. I see Santana. Grand Funk's on here. We're closer to home. I could see that definitely affecting Dave. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yeah. You know, that's that's David Lee Roth right there. Otis Redding. You know, with David Lee Roth, you can't just look at the bands like Free. You also Mm got to look at some of the other stuff, the funkier things. He was into a lot of soul music. The Rare Earth, the Temptations, the Aretha Franklin, all that. He was into all that, I'm sure. Yep. See, so that's pretty interesting because with David Lee Roth, on his 16th birthday, what's big in the world is kind of a mix of rock and the Mm R&B stuff is just as big. And, you know, with him, it's all having an effect. Right. So let's go back 13 years for Sammy Hagar then. I had no idea. 13. God. So while David Lee Ross celebrates his 16th birthday in 1970, Sammy Hagar is celebrating his 16th birthday back in 1963. And his birthday is also in October. It's on the 13th. All right. Number one for Sammy Hagar's 16th birthday, my son, the nut. Well, who does that? <laughs> That's the name of the song or the that's album? That's the name of the album, My Son, The Nut. By who? Alan Sherman. I wonder if that's a comedy album or something. Uh, yeah, never I heard bet of that it one. is. Hopefully. Uh, number two, Ray Charles. Number huh. three, that Trini Lopez is back. Yeah, Trini Lopez. Uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. And number five, the Bye Bye Birdie soundtrack. None of that really seems like it'd be <laughs> rocking for Sammy Hagar. See him getting into the West Side Story. So yeah, I mean, there's Sammy really Hagar's a musicals fan. You think there's really not anything on here? Even later, you know, even further up the chart, twenty five surfing USA. It, well, I mean, there there was no real rock at the time. Well, I mean, I, they, then I guess they, Bob Dylan and they kind of predates Nancy it. Wilson and the Safaris. The Safaris, I could see. Yeah, that's uh, a Barbara Streisand, Joan Baez, The Four Seasons, Bobby Vinton. Yeah, you're, like, you're coming Andy off Williams. the end of the, the yeah, crooner era. You know? So Sammy Hagar started out with a bad start. He needed to almost, you know, you got to think he's listening to that stuff going, oh, God, this is awful. I got to think something better. This is also kind of proof positive of how influential the Beatles were. Because yeah. a lot of the hard rock stuff that wound up coming out in the 70s was heavily influenced by the Beatles and British Invasion bands. So it really shows how those bands changed music. Because li- that list you just named off. Yes. That's a bunch of crooners. Exactly. Like, very different. You know, it, it, it really did get turned on its ear. We could do a double with this one. So, Let's do Vinnie Paul. Okay. So Vinnie Paul celebrates his 16th birthday in 1980. And so you know Dime is listening to whatever Vinnie's listening to. Right. So we'll double up. We're going to find out with Dimebag Daryl what was happening in his world when he was 14. So Vinnie Paul turned 16 on March 11th of 1980. Again, it's 1980, so what's number one? It's still Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yeah. 
Tom Petty, Damn the Torpedoes is still right out there. Rush, Permanent Waves is at number four now at this one. I'm sure they were an influence. Most definitely. Uh, Baby Lestrange by Heart. Heart. Yeah, they like Heart. six. Michael Jackson's still in there. Eagles, the long run is number 11. Where's the hard rock and stuff? Sticks had Cornerstone. I guess they're still listening to their old Kiss records. Oh, I'm sure. Because there really ain't a whole lot. ZZ Top, DeGueo, mm-hmm. number 27. Wow, that's weird. Well, there was Motorhead and Priest and stuff like that at the right. time. Right, so you got to figure that's what they're listening, they listening to. This to is the stuff they're hearing around them, but that's yeah. not really influencing these guys. Maybe 37, Zeppelin in through the outdoor. Oh, I'm sure John Bottom was a influence on Vinnie Paul. Most definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, again, there's another case of probably not being influenced by what they're hearing on the radio. Yeah. But Vinnie Paul's so into music, you mm. know he's out looking for stuff. You know, yeah. he's getting that motorhead and the things you're never going to see on the Billboard Top 200 in 1980. Right. But the stuff that's definitely out there. Let's see. I don't know. Do you think this worked today? <laughs> it's an interesting experiment. Let's do just a couple more. Okay. All right. How about Marilyn Manson? That's a good idea. That's a good one there because I'd like to see what was top of the charts. Thinking Marilyn Manson's 16th birthday. Mid to late 80s, probably. January 5th of 1985. Number one on the charts on Marilyn Manson's 16th birthday, Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain. Yeah. Number two, Madonna, Like a Virgin. Number three, Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Number four, Arena by Duran Duran. And number five, Private Dancer by Tina Turner. This is the height of the power of MTV. Oh, yeah. Right. I here. remember every one of those. These five bands right here at this time more they or less music. Made, more or less owned music and owned MTV and oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't top it. Prince, Madonna, Bruce Springsteen, Duran Duran. The only thing missing here is Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I'm sure if I scroll on down, he's down. He's on here. Oh, I'm sure. Do any of these things have an effect on Marilyn Manson? <laughs> Other than disgusting him, probably. I don't know. I mean, who knows what he was into, Maybe though. a little Duran Duran. He probably said, that's all right, but wouldn't admit it to nobody. I wonder how manufactured I mean, I he really is, though. I don't see him. I can't imagine Marilyn Manson at 16 getting excited about Brian Adams' Reckless. Or Bruce Springsteen. Or Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe She's So Unusual by Cindy Lauper. Yeah, maybe. But what else is on here that could possibly be connected to Marilyn Manson? I'm not seeing it. Shaka Khan, Pointer Sisters, oh, the, Sheena Easton. And this is around the time the Eurythmics had Sweet Dreams before yeah. he covered it. So you know that influenced Yeah, that him. would have been around that time. Deep Purple, Perfect Strangers. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, now it makes so much sense. What? At number 27, Animal Eyes by Kiss. <laughs> yeah. A lot of similarities there. Well, now you know what he asked for on his 16th birthday. At number 30, Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry. I could definitely see Marilyn Manson seeing that on MTV at 16 years old going, now that's pretty cool. Possibly. I could twist something like that. Make it a little different, a little darker. Still outrageous. Hmm. Number 39, Van Halen, 1984. But it's on its way down. Madonna's on here twice. That's always wild when a band comes out with an album, but they've already got material out there. Yeah. But this album becomes so big that it pulls the previous albums back up into the charts. Yeah. 
when originally they were released, they were nowhere near it. It's funny because back then it was you would tour to promote your record. Now you put a record out to promote your tour. It's completely yeah, back completely. the opposite thinking. Yep, you're right. Who's older? You want to play it one more time? Yeah. One more time we'll play it, All and right. then I'll give it up. Who's older, Marilyn Manson or Donnie V? Uh, Donnie V. By one year. Oh, yeah. Donnie V's only one year older than Marilyn Manson. I saw that and thought, how can that be? Well, he was pretty oh, damn young when enough's enough came out. But then I thought the, about when we out. talked to him, yeah. and he told us he was just a little bitty kid when Chip found him and recruited him for the band. So when that first album came out, he probably was, what, 18, 19? Right around in there. Yeah. Just a young, young guy. Yeah. So why not? Let's take a look at what's going on in the world of music on Donnie V's 16th birthday. March 29th of 1984. He might have even already been working with Chips enough by this point. Who knows? 16 years old? It wouldn't surprise me. Number one, again, Michael Jackson Thriller. Mm -hmm. This is when Van Halen's up at number two with 1984. I could see that, definitely. And you know what? I could see Thriller and Van Halen both being an influence on a guy like Donnie V. Footloose soundtrack, number three. Number four, Color by Numbers, The Culture Club. Number five, Lionel Richie, Can't Slow Down. But is there anything rocking on Donnie V's birthday in 1984? I don't know. There's a lot of Duran Duran. Some John Mellencamp, some Billy Joel. Scorpions love at first sting. Motley Crue shout at the devil. But mm. I don't know that Donnie V was listening to any of that kind of stuff. I don't think he stuff. was into that stuff. You know what? Honestly, looking at it, if you just look at the number one and number two album, I think that kind of sums it up. Michael Jackson and Van Halen. Yeah. You got a little bit of the rock. You got a little bit of the R&B. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of sums up Donnie V. Yeah. A little bit. Why? Well, you really can't. You know, he and Chip were listening to those old Beatles records. I mean, that, For sure. that's their thing. Yeah. Definitely. Donnie V's cool, man. Mm-hmm. He's got that Facebook page. He's always releasing shit. Yeah. Like, hey, I found this old unreleased demo. I'm just going to go ahead and release it for you. Something yeah, like he's got to beat Chip to the punch. Because <laughs> Chip will eventually release it if he doesn't. And get paid. Yeah. Oh, here's something else I found in the closet I can put out. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you never know. Well, I mean, you know. Check out our new album. It was all recorded 25 years ago. <laughs> Great album, though. Oh, yeah. Great album. It's too bad. No offense, Chip, if you're listening. It's too bad. Well, they're both out there doing their own thing. At least we get them both. Yeah, it's, but at least like there's that. material still being produced by both. And Donnie V's only a year older than Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Who would have known that? Let's do two more and wrap oh. this up. All right. Let's do You and Me. Oh, okay. So I celebrated my 16th birthday on May 27th of 1991. I haven't even looked this up myself. We're some of the youngest dudes on this list. That's a good thing. We'll see what influenced me as a teenager. Yeah, I remember all these very well. I'm not fans of any of it. <laughs> uh, number one, REM, out of time. No thanks. Uh. Number two, Michael Bolton. Uh-uh. <laughs> You were all about it. No way. Number three, Mariah Carey. No. Number four, New Jack City soundtrack. My dad liked that movie a lot. Yeah. I thought you were going to say my dad liked that soundtrack. <laughs> I don't think he liked the soundtrack. No. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been too funny. Uh, number five, making its debut, its hot debut, Paul Abdul, Spellbound. That was a big hit. 
But I mean, what's rocking? What was rocking on my 16th birthday? Number nine, Black Crows, Shake Your Money Maker. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Number 11, Extreme, Pornography. Mm-hmm. Not bad. I, was, I know I More Than Words that. was a hit. Uh, nice. Queensryche's Empire was number 16 on my 16th birthday. That was 91? Yep. I thought that was earlier. Nope, not Empire. Okay. What else we got in here that's good? Yes, came out with Union, but I wasn't listening to that. I was listening to The Razor's Edge by ACDC. Yeah. That was, yeah, I definitely, that was probably one of the biggest albums of that time for me, I think. Yeah, I had a copy of that. Uh, Tesla Five Man Acoustical mm-hmm. Jam. That was everywhere. When that Remember when Signs hit radio? Yes. It was everywhere. Every good Lord, it got played so much. And MTV over and over again. Yeah. But they were the first band to really do something like that in a long, long time, especially that were known for being a rock band, to come out and be like, let's try doing this song on acoustic, and people ate that shit up. Oh, and I remember being in high school, man. All all my people, my peers that were, you know, we were all 15, 16, just loved that album. I didn't love it. I was like, plug that shit in. (laughs) Rock it out. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. I was a big fan of number 37, Cherry Pie by Warrant. Well. But they're on their way back down at that point. Yeah, that's the last gasp uh, of hair metal. Let's see. 40, Firehouse. Mm-hmm. I had that album. I did not. I had the tabs, the guitar tab book for it. Really? Oh, yeah. I was. I Yeah, I used to know how to play most of the record. Uh, number five, Scorpions, Crazy World. Yeah, I had that number one. Number 48, Best of the Doors. That had to have been about the time that movie came out, too. Yeah. Number 52, I had this one, Hooked, by Great White. Was a good one. After the Rain, by Nelson. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Rock on Drums. Look at this, uh, number 55, Flesh and Blood by Poison. It's actually on its way up. Hmm. But it'll only go three spots higher, and that's that's all for That's as high as it went? I thought Something to Believe in was a pretty pretty big hit, wasn't it? It says plus three. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, Oh, the peak position was number two. Yeah, I'd say that that song was big. So that had just come out, so it was... At, it started out at 58. And Unskinny Bop was a hit, too. And then it ran all the way up to number two. Yeah, those two songs. 45 weeks on the charts. Yeah. Those two songs were big. That's cool. We could do another episode of that where we could take some of our coolest albums mm-hmm. and look at, you know, where did it come in on the charts, how high did it go, and how long did it stay. Yeah. That's a good idea. That might be even better idea than this crazy horse shit I've been doing for you today. It's just going to piss us off about the Billboard charts, but okay. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> it ain't like that no more. There ain't no reason why it shouldn't be. Let's do the Ramones catalog. Didn't chart, didn't chart, didn't exactly. chart, didn't chart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then Lizzie barely charted, barely charted. <laughs> so you're a year younger than I am. Yeah, November 5th. I should have asked you to guess. Who's so, older? So it'll be November 5th, 1992, which the day after my birthday that that exact year, I saw Kiss on the Revenge Tour, which we know that wasn't charting. I'm sure it got on the charts. I don't know. I remember my friend Wes went, went to the show with me with his girlfriend, who uh, really pissed him off because she covered his eyes when the strippers came out for Take It Off. Oh, no. <laughs> You don't bring your girlfriend to the Kiss show. I was not, happily single at the not time. Not in 1992. <laughs> All right, so how many of these albums influenced you? I know they were everywhere being played on your 16th birthday. Number one, The Chase by Garth Brooks. 
I owned it. <laughs> did you really? I did. I liked Garth back then. Did you also own Madonna's Erotica? I did not. Okay. My girlfriend owned it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric Clapton Unplugged? Yes. I was very into that record when yeah. it came out. Yep. How about this one? <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, Some Gave All. No. No. And uh, number five, Automatic for the People, R-E-M. Nope, didn't own it. What's rocking on your birthday? Let's look at that. Pearl Jam 10 is at number seven. Loved it. Uh, the Love Symbol album by Prince and the New Power. I remember it, but I didn't own it. Yeah, I, t- I, I had know. I didn't really appreciate Prince back then. Yeah, me neither. Prince was something I had to get a little bit older yeah. to kind of figure out. Um, let's see. One year difference between you and me is the difference between poison climbing up the charts. <laughs> And Alice in Chains' Dirt being at number 12. Oh, I was very into that record. Um, Still prefer Facelift, but I do like Dirt. Man, Garth Brooks was huge then. He's at also at number 13. No Fences? No, with Must Man Christmas album, Beyond the Season. I didn't know that one. I had like all of... it's November. Yeah, I had all of his studio albums, like from Rope in the Wind, or his first Holy one... Shit. Number 18, he's on there with no fences. Yeah. So he's got three albums. He was the Beatles, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you remember. He was everywhere. He was the Elvis of the the 90s. He was the biggest artist by far. Yeah. Yeah. Even even Michael Jackson, when he came out with the Dangerous album, was not as big as Garth Brooks was at that time. Because nobody was. I mean, look, he's number one. He's number 13. Yep. And he's number 18. That's the top 20. When you got three it's, different albums in the top 20, that's some kind of phenomenon right there. And it's there. so unlikely because he's right. this pudgy white dude named Garth, and he's everywhere. But it's funny because you got all that kind of stuff, and in the mix there, you got Alice in Chains' Dirt. Yep. I love that period of time. You know, I think it gets a lot of shit for the grunge stuff, but there was a hell of a lot of variety out there at that time. Let's see what's rocking on your birthday. Metallica Black Album, number yeah, 27. Until I got burned out on it. Uh, Queen's Greatest Hits, Red Hot Chili Pepper, What Hits, yes. House Pain, Jump Around. I had that one. Uh, Def Leppard, Adrenalize is number 37. Big disappointment. Yeah, totally. I was so bummed when I got that one home. How about uh, Extreme, Three Sides of Every Story? That's number 38. Didn't like that one either. I, was disapp- I know a lot of people love that one. I didn't like it. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. That one must be holding on Good for a Lord. while. Good Lord. One of the most overplayed albums of all time. Megadeth, Countdown to Extinction, number 43. Bought that on release day. Still yeah. remember buying it. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Usually Your Illusion 1 is at 47. Bought on release day. 48, Temple of the Dog. That one had to grow on me, but I liked it. Yeah, that's some good stuff on your 16th birthday. You can really tell what was going on at the time just by reading that list. I mean, there was right. it was a lot of change. Yeah, and that's, yeah. What, that's what struck me as cool about doing something like this because it kind of gives a peek into, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of rock stars and musicians and artists that we respect and we're always trying to kind of get inside their heads and be like, what made them think to do this and what makes them do that the way they do it? And I thought, you know, maybe these aren't necessarily the bands that they're listening to mm-hmm. on their 16th yeah, birthday, but, it's, it's but these was... are songs and artists and a piece of time that on their 16th birthday, no matter where they go, it's yeah. it's an escape. These were the songs that got stuck in their head, whether they liked it or not. Exactly. Yeah. So 
I thought that was cool. We do something yeah. like that today. Just try it a little something different. It's an experiment. Mm-hmm. If you like it, we'll do it again. If you don't, we'll never do it again. We'll figure out something else. But I, what I want you to do <laughs> is check out the charts on Billboard.com yeah. because it's a pretty damn cool resource to look back on any day. Sure. We could do a show about historical moments. You mm-hmm. know, what were the top albums when this happened in America or that happened, you know, or, you know, whatever, you yeah. know. But it's really cool to be able to look at that stuff and say, oh, guess what? On your birthday, these were the top five albums. Right. Or my favorite album, you know, started here, climbed to here, stalled, climbed even further, went back down, and then went to number one. Right. Because you know? that shit happens all the time through the history of Bill Sure. So it's an interesting thing to look at, and I was having fun looking at it, and I thought I'd just share it with you guys. Yeah, and uh, go to the comment section on the, for this episode on Facebook and, and put in what your 16th birthday the top five was, and also let us know what you think of this. Yeah, and what you were listening to, because mm-hmm. it's all fun when you get involved in it. You want to get involved in it, the best way to do that is to like us on Facebook and just get in on the conversation on our Facebook page. You know, There's all kinds of cool stuff going on over there. Adam Cox, he's always posting cool, thought-provoking things that are just conversation kickers, you know, things to get started. And once you start talking and you start seeing the things that other people are saying, you'll think, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that one. Or, wow, I've never heard of that. I'll have to check that out. Mm -hmm. That's what this is all about. It's a whole community of people that are just like Chris, just like myself, just like you. Love rock and roll. That's why we're here doing it. If you want to feast your eyes on some rock and roll, place to do that is Decibel Geek TV on the YouTube. Rock and Ron, man, he's got it going on. Always going to cool concerts all the time, going to the best parties, hanging out with the coolest people. He's always got his video recorder with him. And you can even send in your footage of stuff that you filmed at mm-hmm. concerts. Just get a complete song and then go to DecibelGeek.com. It's coming, right? DecibelGeek.com? Yeah, we're close. DecibelGeek, by the time you're listening to this, DecibelGeek.com may be back online. Hopefully it is. We don't know. Yeah. Only way to find out is to go there. But like I said, if you're out there at a concert, you film a full song, you send it over to Rock and Ron, he's going to put it up on Decibel Geek TV, just like an old MTV music video, and you're going to get credited as the person that filmed it. You're internet famous, just like that. All for rock and roll. How yep. awesome. So we had fun today doing this. Hope you enjoyed it, too. That's all I know, man. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 